most interesting, unique, and amazing meditations I think in the world. I mean, we have past life regression meditations, guided hypnosis meditations, Akashic record meditations, as well as healing meditations. Our meditations are pretty cool. And they're not just about stillness of mind and peace and sit there, hmm. I mean, we have those too, don't get me wrong, but these are about meditations that are going to shift and change and you're gonna walk out of there feeling lighter, freer, healed, and even getting guidance and insight. So come down, experience one of our meditations. They're pretty badass. Chewy. Come on. Come on, Chewy. We gotta talk come about here. boundaries. Come here. Sorry to have any with you. Yeah. <laughs> This is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today is a very timely episode, and we're going to be talking about boundaries around the holidays. And I think that's a really important subject to address. And we have one of our amazing facilitators and team members with us, Jean. And so welcome, Jean. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, I'm excited to have you. And I think that, you know, and we were going to do a different topic today. And we, were. We, we shifted it because with the holidays approaching and everything, uh, Jean said, you know what? We can do that podcast a different day. But mm -hmm. this one, for this time, Let's have it be about the boundaries and how people can set boundaries, have boundaries, and actually enjoy your holiday. Yeah, <laughs> you know, know the holidays are supposed to be joyful and relaxing, not yeah, stressful. <laughs> well, let's let's breathe into that stress and talk a yeah. little bit about you know what do you see going on and what what prompted you to say let's do this podcast. Well. I guess for starters, when I was growing up, I didn't know what boundaries were. Like it just did not exist in my family. I grew up in a very closed system family, so we didn't really share about our feelings. We, um, and when we did share about our feelings, it was in a very uh, not appropriate setting. And I can tell you there are so many like Christmases and birthdays and any kind of like visitations with families that like, people would be talking behind each other's backs. It just wasn't like, it wasn't a safe environment. Even when we all just wanted to be together and just have, you know, a lovely time. So it all came, I realized what, what my boundaries were about two years ago on, on Thanksgiving. Okay, um, Let, let's hear the story. Okay. I, I mean, we're gonna into it because I mean, I think a lot of people that are listening, maybe you're having that awareness or maybe at times you've been feeling like, all right, things don't feel quite okay with you, but yet you feel like it's no, or it's like the norm or the regular or, you know, that's just how it is, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so you don't say anything, you swallow, you say, okay, it's only one day, it's only one week, it's only one whatever. But the bottom mm -hmm. line is these are your holidays too. This is your life. And, mm -hmm. you know, so let's, I want to hear about where you had this uh, realization two years ago. Yeah. So um, 
I'm just gonna go full disclosure. Full so, disclosure. <laughs> full disclosure. Getting raw yeah. <laughs> and deliberate podcast. Getting deep. And getting, getting deep. So um, I have an uncle who was very emotionally abusive to me um, when I was growing up, okay. and not just to me, but to all members of my family. And the thing is that he didn't get the care that he needed when he was a kid. He's very, um, he has a lot of social anxiety. And the way that my grandparents knew how to protect him was to keep him under their wing for his mm -hmm. whole life. So anytime he would get upset, it was like, oh, don't, don't upset your uncle. Like we have to keep it like, we have to keep the peace. So it dawned on me about two months before Thanksgiving that I was so stressed out if I didn't answer his text straight away, if I was making him angry. Like I was just so anxious all the time. Huh. And I realized that this isn't how a relationship with a niece and an uncle should be. Yeah, no, not at all. I didn't know. Or with any person. With right? any person, yeah. And like that was just like the norm for my whole life. And so I decided to stop communication with him. And it like sent off like the, the war zone <laughs> in my family. Um, but I knew that Thanksgiving, it was a really rough one. My, my dad's sister had passed mm -hmm. and it was my mom's birthday. And then my grandparents were also, and my uncle were there too. And my grandparents are in their mid nineties. And I was just like, you know what? I have to just put my fear aside of like how my uncle might react to me being there. I need to be out there and support my family. So I drove out to Palm Springs and I had like flowers and chocolates with me. And I remember calling my sister being like, I just have a feeling it's gonna be really bad. <laughs> like I just, I just don't think our uncle is gonna like respond well to me. And she was like, you did nothing wrong. You're coming out with flowers and chocolates and that's all like, you have nothing to worry about. As soon as I walk into the door, he just starts yelling at me like so angry that I cut off communication with him. And I just went into like paralysis. I didn't know how to speak my truth because this was the first time I ever like really set strict boundaries. And I didn't know what else to do, but I just like, I just had to excuse myself from the house. And I was just bawling on the street. I'm like, oh my God, like how, how did this happen? I just wanted to come out here and like give my family love and like, now I'm just like crying on the curb, like on Thanksgiving evening, like, am I in some kind of like, like terrible feature film about the holidays? You know, it just yeah. felt like a movie. Um, and I remember my dad came out um, and sat next to me and he was just like, um, what's going on with you? You're causing a lot of disruptions in the family. And I was just like, oh man, this can't keep, this narrative can't keep happening anymore. And I just ended up spilling my guts about how I felt my whole life about my uncle. And it was the first time my dad actually was able to listen to me rather than that, that same narrative we, I grew up with saying like, don't upset your uncle, like don't upset him, like keep things peace, keep things under the rug. He actually listened to me and me setting that boundary and being and honoring my voice in that moment actually made him and my mom set their boundaries with my uncle as well. Wow. Yeah, it was really powerful. Um, and well, it, well, it's coming from that true space, right? Yeah. You know, because, you know, a lot of times, see, when, when people bring up 
situations, mm -hmm. circumstances, events, emotions. Oftentimes it comes from a space of blaming and it's a disempowering type of, of mindset. It's like, they're horrible, they're this, they're that, mm -hmm. and that. And it kind of takes away our power. But if we say, you know, this is how I felt my whole entire life. These mm -hmm. are the circumstances. This was my perspective and my perception, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like, you, you know, in that point of view, you are only left with the truth of rawness, mm -hmm. you know. like, yeah. And it's not like you don't have to hate them. You don't have to do anything. I'm not trying to say, you know, anything. I'm trying to give my point of view and I'm sharing what I'm not okay with. Mm -hmm. Right? Totally. And, and from that space of, you know, that I, that me statements, those, those empowering perspectives, oftentimes people will be able to hear you better. Right? Mm -hmm. Totally. Now, not everybody, because sometimes people are so brainwashed from their hogwash. Like my, my uncle, there was no way I could have this conversation with him. The best thing for me is to not communicate with him, but that doesn't mean I don't love him. And that doesn't mean I don't send my love to him. But I know, I know when he'll be ready to actually have a conversation with me. Yeah. But it's not my job to make him be ready, you know? Yeah, and so it's not your job to make him be ready, and it doesn't matter even if you didn't love him, right? Yeah. You, know what I mean? you don't have to love him, you know? Like, and that's, yeah. that's the interesting aspect of, like, these swallowing your tongue around holidays, putting mm -hmm. up with people or situations and isn't it interesting i'm sure everybody has a member of your family mm -hmm. that they monopolize they're like the big bully right yeah and it and it's almost like their energy or their stance is so overpowering over anybody else's that nobody else speaks or stands up for it right mm -hmm. it's like it's like why does this one person here's the rest of your family and I'm glad that your family did stick up in, the, in that. But, like, in the event, like, let's say if they didn't or whatever, but why is this one person's energy so much more valuable than anybody else's energy, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think, like, I think the pain is just too big for everyone to grapple or to sit with, you yeah. know? And it's, you know, spiritual work, healing. It's hard work. Yeah. But you come out on the other side, you know, a completely... You know, it's like a 180 once you do that healing. But, you know, my, my mom's family, they weren't ready for that healing. They were too, I think they were too afraid of opening that, I don't want to call it can of worms, but, you know, they, they, it, they were too afraid to, to go there. Yeah. Yeah, and I real, and like, and through all of this, I realized how much this was affecting my mom, like her whole life, you know, and uh, just having so much more empathy for her in like the years of like, oh, this is why she would get so upset when I didn't call my uncle and wish him a happy birthday at the crack of dawn or if I missed it by a day. Like, I understand why she behaved the way she did, you know, through that. Well, it's almost mm -hmm. like it's, it's interesting. I mean, the psychologist in me goes, oh, yeah. it sounds like he has borderline, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, like that element of, you know, a severe narcissistic type of walking on eggshells, everybody, you know, needing to cater to their energy or mm -hmm. their because of the ramifications that their explosion would cause in the event that things don't happen the way that they 
desire it too, right? Totally. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. but you know that I, I I love that hearing that you know you took that stance even if you know whatever. I mean, your family could have re- reacted differently, right? Yeah. And then as we're as we're talking about boundaries, right? You know, it's knowing those boundaries and saying, okay, I you know you drove there, you drove there with chocolates, you drove there with a smile, you drove there mm-hmm. to spend the holidays with your family. And if the opposite would have happened, maybe you would have made the decision that, fine, then I'm not going to go for holidays and I'm going to make my own holiday, right? Totally. But, you know, you put in that effort and now things are different as a result. Yeah, totally. And then I think just from that moment, I was able to set more clear boundaries all throughout uh, aspects of my life. So with different friends, um, romantic relationships, um, even within my immediate family too. So the following um, holiday. Okay. So we're at Thanksgiving, so now we're at Christmas. um, No, a year year has passed now. So now we're at um, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving last year. Okay. Um, I had just gotten back from Peru and I had just done ayahuasca. So I was in a very like open space (laughs) and very, very sensitive. I'm like, oh my God, here we go again around the holidays. And there's this thing, I don't know if you experience this too, but when your immediate family gets back together, all the same pattern dynamics like come alive, right? Well, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I think that's important for anybody yeah. that's watching. It's, there's, there's a thing called, you know, like there's, there's triggers, but there's also state dependence, right? And mm-hmm. so like when, when people have, you, you can't help but to go back to the same uh, roles in the same states of where of relating to people that mm-hmm. you know so years could pass a decade could pass but you go and you're all back together again and everybody's going to relate to everybody as they would have a decade ago right and totally. so that's why it's yeah. like you know there can be the the introvert in the family that's kind of shy but then maybe they've had this outrageous life but when they get into their family unit they become meek again right you know or yeah they become mm-hmm. the scapegoat or they have to be the funny person but in the reality they're kind of more serious it's like this weird you know it's so strange and especially like being in the state that I was like yeah. coming fresh from Peru I kind of just like had this paralysis like this is not the role I want to be in <laughs> you know I'm just like I don't know what to do I'm just gonna clam up um but it got to the point where I had a couple of um incidents where just I was in that same role again or just the dynamic of like I'm the youngest of three daughters and just being like the baby of the family I was just like I don't have to stay here an extra day it like dawned on me I'm like if I'm not having a good time, I can leave and that's okay. Like we had our Thanksgiving meal. I can, I can go and that's okay because I'm not feeling comfortable, (laughs) you know? And, and so I, there were some incidents where it was just clear, like, I can't, I can't stay here anymore. So the next day, like, I think it was Two days after Thanksgiving, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to head back to L.A. now. And my family was just like, what? You're going back? I'm like, yeah, I am because this is what's best for me. And I just felt so free afterwards. I'm like, oh, my God, thank God. <laughs> um, but as opposed to like all the years before, I just had this obligation and this dread and just like, you know, just oh, I'll just suck it up and like I'll be the good daughter that I need to be. 
you know? Yeah. And it's like, what's the point of being a good daughter if you're like, you know, miserable, miserable <laughs> inside. And I'm not, and I'm not in that space to give the love that I want to as well. well. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, at what level do, do we do our own crucifixion? you know, for the sake of others, right? You know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. I get it. There's sacrifice and compromise. And, you know, when a group of people come together, you know, we all kind of, you know, whatever. There, You know, everybody can't be uh, the dominant force charging the way and have it their way in a group setting all the time. However, I think what you're you're addressing and coming at to, at and having is these realizations that, the way that things were doesn't meet, need to be the way that things are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that people don't have to make themselves wrong for shifting what works or doesn't work for them. Yeah, exactly. And also knowing that it's not your boundary to, like, your dad or your mom or your sister or your, your brother. It's, it's your boundary. So, like... It's about you. Like, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I need to take a walk. Or I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm going to go home now. You know, it's yeah. not putting it on the other person. Because those are they, those, those it, I, those, yeah, those yeah. taking ownership of you, you mm-hmm. know? Totally. Yeah. And how do you think that that's shifted the dynamic for you and your life and you approaching this holiday season? Are you going to be doing things differently? Yeah, I told myself that I wasn't going to be spending it with my family this year. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's not because I don't love them. I just knew for myself, I'm like, I want to do something for me this year and I will visit them on a different day when the stakes aren't so high, you know? Um, and I, I just feel more me setting these boundaries. Cause I think before I was always trying to like, cater myself to fit in whether it was like socially growing up or um you know or where I worked I just wanted to be liked and validated and I realized that was how I was operating in my family system my whole life yeah um therapy has also helped a lot (laughs) therapy has helped immensely and have you shared with your family that you're not going to be spending it with them yet I have and how did they respond um well, my mom, she asked me if what I was doing this year, and I was like, I'm going to stay in L.A. And she was like, okay, great. Like, they're visiting my sisters uh, across the, the states and then also in the Pacific Northwest um, to see their grandchildren, too. So it's a, I, I know ideally she'd like us for all to be together, but she respected my choice to, that I was going to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, huh. even so, like... Well, that's a that's a very powerful thing too. Is to realize that, you know, when when you're setting the boundaries, that people can actually f- find that boundary acceptable, right? There mm-hmm. might be some resistance or some repulsion against it at first, but the more true you are in what your definition of decision is, the more that somebody can't argue that. Right. Yeah. You know, because we 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 feel energy on a, on a subconscious level, too. Right. You know, totally. And you can also pick up with whether somebody's sure or not sure whether they're solid in their choices. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you're solid in something, there is no 
room for a question mark. There is no really yeah. room for feedback, right? Totally. And even if somebody gives it to you, you shut it down right away and you don't even entertain it, mm-hmm. right? Totally. And, and here you are making these powerful shifts in many different dynamics over the years to really grab a hold of your power more and to say, you know what? I don't have to keep on spending this week out of my life that I'm getting off of work and that it's supposed to be a holiday being miserable. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, so I don't know if I told you this, but my first name is Shelley. Yeah. My middle name is Jean. Well, I, 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 yeah. I do the checks. So you do the checks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I found it out that way. Actually, okay. you never told me. Okay. Um, well, I started going by Jean in 2014, and my parents would just refuse to call me Jean. They were just always calling me Shelly. And it happened, I think it was like earlier this year, my parents um, came out to visit me in LA for, um, for a lunch. And full disclosure again, the, it did not go well. <laughs> It did not go well. Um, I, I mentioned to my dad it might be easier for him to remember to call me Jean if he puts my name Jean in his phone. And he just like a fuse blew. And like he was just yelling at the restaurant. And again, like I just felt like I was getting so clammed up. But I knew in that moment, I'm like, I know they drove all the way out here, but this is inappropriate. I'm going to ask him to leave now. And so they did. And... I kid you not, like a month later, my dad texted me, hi, Gene, and he's called me Gene ever since. I did not ask him to call me Gene. I did not, like, and I was almost gonna write him a letter saying like, you know, that was really inappropriate. I felt really violated. I'm like, you know what? Like, he can't hear it. And I'm just gonna honor myself and keep going about my truth. And then now he calls me Gene. <laughs> Took him like how many years, but you know, but it yeah. was from that boundary. Was yeah. in that boundary and but, honoring myself. But you stood true and you said, mm-hmm. no, this is what I accept and not accept. Yeah. And in that, see, the, the, the aspect, I'm going to keep on drilling on this a little bit more, yeah. but it's like the more solid you are in the choices that you make in life, the more that somebody can't do anything other than accept it. Mm-hmm. Of course, they always have a choice not to accept it, but then they're not going to be in your life, right? Totally. It's like, yeah. I'm this way, or this is me, accept or don't accept, right? Yeah. And you're either yeah. going to accept it, or you're not going to accept it, right? Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's it. You know, like, <laughs> plain and simple, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody's like, oh, I, I'm a vegetarian. It's either, okay, then they they don't eat meat. They're not going to eat your meat dish, right? And it's just what it is. It's so simple when you put in that term, in those terms. And it took me so long to realize that it can be that simple to, you know, to speak my truth, to have that intention of like, no, this is me. And that's, and that's it. Like yeah. when you grow up in an environment where, um, that's not possible yeah. when you don't have that language or you, you don't know what that actually feels like. It can be really difficult to find that for yourself. But once you do and you keep practicing it, man, amazing things happen. Well, you become more you. <laughs> How amazing you. is that? And, and without boundaries, you aren't you, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, 
It's like if water is just a free flowing, mm-hmm. you know, there is no boundaries to it, right? Yeah. But if you put water in a glass or a bowl or a certain container, it will take on that shape and mm-hmm. it becomes that, right? But it has to have a container. It has to have a, a, a solid force around it to take that form. Otherwise, it's not going to take that form, right? Yeah. And the form can be ever-changing, too, and that's okay, right? You know, and then we're always ever-changing, and that I think sometimes people forget that once they set a boundary, that they can shatter that boundary if they wish and create a new boundary. Yeah, nothing's stationary. You know, Mm -hmm. nothing's stationary, nothing's obsolete, just because at one point in our lives, like, you know, like this can happen where you can say... Oh, uh, you know, like you were talking about your your uncle. Okay, at this point in my life, no contact and he's out. At a different point in your life, you might choose to let him back in your life in a different circumstance, in a different environment, in a different relatability. But you could say, right now my boundary is no communication. But that doesn't mean that that has to be the ever forever boundary. It can be busted in a new one formed. But the beauty of it is that the... Boundaries come from knowing thyself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then it's not just about knowing thyself. It's about loving the self, mm-hmm. right? Totally. And when you love the self and you're certain of yourself and you know what's right for you, then anything that's not that, you don't try to do, Right. You know, going Mm -hmm. back to the food thing, if you know that a certain food doesn't sit with you or you don't like it or you don't want to eat it, you know, you can have that boundary, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If you know that every time you drink red wine, you get a headache, maybe you set a boundary that you don't drink red red wine anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a ripple effect. Once you set one boundary for yourself, you're like, oh, wait, how much... How many more boundaries can I set so I can be in free flow yeah. of myself instead so the, of being like <laughs> scattered well, it's, all it's over? It's honoring yourself, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then the beauty is then, you know, you can shatter whatever at any time and reform whatever you want at any time, right? Because mm-hmm. it's flexibility and fluidity through the journey of change because who you are today is not who you will be tomorrow, but it's what works for you today. Yeah. You know? Totally. And asking yourself that. Mm-hmm. And so what advice do you have for people that are listening when it comes to s- helping them set boundaries around their self and their family for the holidays? Hmm. I would say whatever you might be feeling, like, anxious about or anything that might be triggering for you, to write it down, you know, journal about it, um, really get in touch with yourself. Like, why does this make me feel so uncomfortable? So you know what kind of boundary to set for yourself rather than being like, uh, I'm going to do this. Wait, that's not working. No, really just like check in with yourself. Yeah. Like, why is this making me feel so uncomfortable? Why is this making me anxious? Why am I getting, feeling so sick? The thought of getting on a plane to like go home for Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, get in touch with what is that and where does that live? And so you know how to navigate it. 
Yeah. And just bravery too, right? At the end of the day, I believe that your parents, your family, they just want to see you happy, right? And like, it's palpable when you're happy and embodied in yourself. So just know that like, it's for your happiness and that just is going to spread to everyone. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and there might be some people and family members that maybe you don't feel that quite way about, you know, but, but I think that, I think that what you're getting at is that the people that truly care about you, Mm -hmm. um, they care about you and they maybe have their own belief systems about what they think will bring you happiness, but they're projecting that onto you because maybe they're not seeing you in that happiness state, so they feel that they know what's best. And if that person, if that's the case where they can't see your true happiness, you're only going to invite the people who do see your true happiness yeah. in. And that's just going to be magnetic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would say, yeah, be brave to just stand your truth. Be yeah. brave, stand your truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and what about like, what about the people that still feel that they're like maybe obligated to experience their family, you know, like, and mm. and still... Um, go back, go to a dinner, an evening, a holiday, and be even if they're having that anxiety. Is there ways or tricks or things that you've learned over the time of how to remain a little bit more in your your boundaries or your truth, even in the experience of being surrounded by others? Yeah, um, that's such a good question because we're all in our process, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you have the opportunity to have your own room, that, that's really great. So you can just have a space in the house where you can just have you time. Um, to, yeah, whatever that you time is for you, whether it's like when you first wake up in the morning or right before you go to bed or even saying, I'm going to take a walk. Like scheduling um, your self-care activities for the day. And it can be, the smallest thing, even it could be like five minutes of breathing. If you, if that's all you can give yourself, that's enough. You know, yeah. that five minutes is sacred. Or if you can give yourself like, I'm going to go on an hour walk and get out of the house. Great. <laughs> you know? yeah. But just finding those moments where you can honor yourself and give yourself if you feel like um, obligated to be in the place that you are. Yeah. Um, to not take things too personally, even though it can be very difficult, but just knowing that like everyone's everyone's functioning the best they can because when we know better, we do better. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a yeah. very powerful thing, mm-hmm. and realizing that it's not about you, right? Not about you. You know, like if yeah. you, if going back to your story about your uncle, it sounds like you know even me like kind of jokingly but kind of seriously saying that maybe he has. Uh, you know, borderline personality disorder and stuff like that. But like looking at and saying, okay, clearly this individual in your uncle's case Mm -hmm. has had this ripple effect on many other people. So it's not a condition of just you, right? This is their behavior, their problem, their pattern, right? Mm -hmm. You just happen to be caught in the storm of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so if we look at that and we really realize that other people's actions, the way that they treat you, the way that they interact or the way that they are, 
even if it's triggering for you, if you pull yourself out of that circumstance and you say, this is about them, and you start to have that compassion, you start to have that heart, like, what are they going through? Because this isn't about me, right? Yeah. Then you start to not take it personal. Then you start to see, okay, you know, because I mean, like, Los Angeles, we have lots of homeless people, okay? Mm -hmm. And... You know, the meth drug drug use has went out of control. So you're seeing a lot more people a little out of their mind with the meth epidemic that's going on here. Okay, yeah. and I mean it's pretty bad. Homeless population went up 19 percent in the last year in Los Angeles, um, and and you know so uh, and then the amount of drug use, right? But and I say that because somebody if you're tuning in from anywhere else in the United States, you might not have that problem, but you can imagine somebody, and I'm not saying every every homeless person's crazy or every homeless person's on drugs. In fact, most of them are just in a hard time due to our inflation and rent prices and everything that's going on. And there's less people on drugs or mentally ill than there are that are mentally ill or on drugs. Mm -hmm. So I want to say that. But when you walk past somebody and you and they scream at you or they act crazy or they're doing something that's a little out of, out of their mind and you know they're out of their mind, right, and they're crazy, you do not take it personal, do you? No. You, you, you just deflect it. They could say the worst things about you. They could call you the worst names. They could scream at you. They could even throw something at you. They can call you you know, I don't know, a bitch, a slut, or this, or that, or whatever the heck that could be triggering in another sense. But you separate yourself and you say, this isn't about me, right? Yeah. This is somebody having a reaction because of whatever is going on with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Whether they're a little out of their mind, whether they're on a substance, whether they're in a really hard time, but this has nothing to do with me. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to do in that vicinity of something that's so extreme. Yeah. But I would try on that. It's if you can start to do that for the things that aren't that extreme. Right. Yeah. Because just like that person that could be screaming at you, just like the reaction from a sister or a brother or a parent or or somebody, they're relating to you and they're acting that way because something's going on with them. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I always think about like, what if it was accepted, you know, when my uncle was 11 or 12 to see a psychiatrist where it wasn't, you know, so taboo, mm-hmm. his life could have been so different, you yeah. know? And, but it's like, they did the best they, they could. And then they didn't have the resources, um, when he was 12 years old, but like having that much pain since then, like, I have so much empathy for him and I just, you know, I want him, I want him to not feel like that he's, you know, trapped in this, in this life that he's made for himself. Yeah. You know? And and when you see that, and you can have that, Mm -hmm. you're not triggered, right? Yeah. Because now it's this experience, like a movie that you're watching in the same way that like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm wearing a navy blue sweater but if somebody was like oh that's bright yellow no it's not and they say it's bright yellow again i said no it's not say it's bright yellow again i mean i'd probably just walk away right yeah because i know different Mm -hmm. and this goes back to the boundaries and the self-certainty of who you are and what you know 
And if you can honor your actions and your intentions, right, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know what you mean or what you don't mean and you know what you intend and what you don't intend in the same way that you know what color your shirt or your pants are, then if somebody says anything other than it, you don't get mad at them for it. You just dismiss it because you know yeah. different, right? Totally. And, and it takes practice and time. Yeah. You know, um, I think I was trying to set boundaries with him unconsciously for many years, but didn't know how to say finally, like, that's it. And so it's just, I would also, like, give advice just to be gentle on yourself. If oh, you weren't able to, like, say your boundary when you wanted to, like, it's okay. Like, yeah, it's baby steps, you know, well, it's baby steps. You're, you're, I mean, you're, like, you're retraining your mind and like how you, um, how you, how you express yourself and how you operate. Yeah. Right? And how you trust yourself, mm-hmm. right. And accept yourself and, and know what you know to be true and know what you know not to be true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, um, I know my grandparents aren't going to be with me that much longer. They're, you know, in their mid nineties and I used to have so much dread about, you know, oh my God, what if the day comes and I have to like see my uncle? And now I'm like, <coughs> I'm going to give him a hug when I see him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay if I wasn't in that place, you know, two years ago, but yeah. these boundaries will that's set a, you free of, of that. That's a shattering of glass. I mean, yeah. you change your boundaries over time, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like it. I like Anything it else you want to share with anybody before we wrap up today on the holiday boundary episode? <laughs> um, I think we pretty much covered everything that I wanted to and even more. But I guess, like, again, like, anytime you need to take that break for yourself, you always can go back to your breath, right? Even yeah. if it's for, like, one singular breath. Says the breath facilitator (laughs) (laughs) you want to show them how to do a little breathing that they can do to activate themselves yeah my meditation teacher scott schwenk taught me this um so not the full-on breath work i won't teach that right now but if you are just sitting down okay let's say you're sitting down at the dinner table and a lot of triggering stuff is happening you can just breathe in from the soles of your feet okay to like around here making me cough I know (laughs) so bring them in the soles of your feet (coughs) to about a foot from your crown and then root yourself back down to the earth (sighs) so just feel that like light that energy going through your system and rooting you back down to the earth it's like an it's an amazing reset you can do it anywhere love it yeah thank you thank you so much thank you thank you pops (laughs) (laughs) until next time thank you guys thank you If you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram at Liberate Hollywood, all one word, or Liberate Emporium, all one word. Until next time, liberate yourself. So we have some of the most interesting, unique, and amazing meditations, I think, in the world. I mean, we have past life regression meditations, guided hypnosis meditations, Akashic record meditations, as well as healing meditations. Our meditations are pretty cool. 
And they're not just about stillness of mind and peace and sit there, hmm. I mean, we have those too, don't get me wrong, but these are about meditations that are going to shift and change and you're gonna walk out of there feeling lighter, freer, healed, and even getting guidance and insight. So come down, experience one of our meditations. They're pretty badass.